You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. It's the only place left to go. You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio, brought to you by Church Street Coffee and Books in Crestline Village and Boutwell Studios. Boutwell Studios, creative audio and production. I'm Daniel Long, and in the second hour of our program here on Local Mash, we have a special guest, Craig Legg, who's got a fantastic installation over at East Village Arts in East Lake 7611. First Avenue North, if you want to check that out in the next few weeks. It'll be open through the end of March, and it is a pictorial history of Birmingham rock and roll. Um, it's incomplete, as he will mention in a minute, but um, he's open to taking suggestions for ones that he can add, people that he's missed. And in this hour, we're going to highlight a few of those folks, songwriters and performers um, from the early years of rock and roll from Birmingham, Alabama. So to kick it off, from Baker Knight, this is one recorded by Ricky Nelson. It's called Lonesome Town, and this is Local Mash. There's a place where lovers go To cry their troubles away And they call it Lonesome Town Where the broken heart stays You can buy a dream or two to last you all through the years And the only price you pay Is a heart full of tears Going down to Lonesome Town Where the broken heart stays Going down to Lonesome Town To cry my troubles away In the town of broken dreams The streets are filled with regret Maybe down in Lonesome I can learn to forget Maybe down in lonesome town I can learn to forget You're listening to Local Mash, and that's a song by Birmingham's own Baker Knight, recorded by Ricky Nelson. And now, our conversation with Craig Legg. I'm privileged to be able to sit down here with Mr. Craig Legg at East Village Arts in Birmingham, Alabama, here over in East Lake. It's 7611 First Avenue. Is that that's correct. correct address? And the reason for us sitting down... Um, 
is this wonderful series of paintings that I'm sitting here looking at on the history of rock and roll in Birmingham. And we were just starting to touch on where this collection starts currently and sort of the idea of when did rock and roll happen? When did it start happening? And talking about different jumping off points of you're saying like the fifties and, but arguably there's some, there's some gray area in there. Late forties, early fifties, it was uh, percolating. And then of course, when Elvis hit and Bill Haley's rock around the clock, you know, then it was, it just, jumped right out at everybody so that's when it started and there were cats in birmingham into it right from the get-go yeah so who are some of the first people that you've captured in the collection here well the very first one and one of our major talents is baker knight who had a band called the nightmare baker knight and the nightmares and he gained national attention i think he went out to la and did some time in nashville he uh, was a good songwriter. He wrote songs recorded by Elvis and Ricky Nelson and uh, had a few hits to himself. So he was he was the real deal. He's a major figure. And uh, so he's the first. And then there were a handful of really talented guys that we don't really hear a lot about. Bobby Mizell on piano played a great uh rocking stride piano uh and he was a chubby fella so his nickname was fats uh that's a tribute in itself Uh, but he's his bio runs similar most of these people had to leave birmingham to to find success because we didn't have the infrastructure and you weren't going to be a star sticking in birmingham uh so his bio runs similar to uh, the one I just laid out for Baker Knight. Uh, we had a real talented guitar player named Jerry Woodard. He mostly stayed home and uh, played in bands around here. He had a brother, Wayne Woodard, who uh, was active for a long number of years. Uh, so those three guys and... Um, We'll hear more in a minute from Craig Legg here on Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. But in the meantime, here's another Baker Knight tune from the late 60s from a band called the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band, which included Baker Knight, but this is called Hallucinations. This is Local Mash. Hallucinations!
had Henry Struzinski, I might be butchering his name, who became an authentic Nashville cat, moved up to Nashville and was hired by Chet Atkins and highly praised by Chet Atkins. He became a great studio musician up there. So we produced good people right from the get-go, including women. And I'm going to be on Drew's show next week talking about the history of uh, women in Birmingham rock and roll. So all, all over, you know, the Rockabilly Nation, the women jumped right in there from the get-go. And there were a handful of, of talented women who were into rock and roll. Joanne Campbell, Wanda Jackson, the main two. You know, and since Elvis had hit, they were always looking for the female Elvis. The female. Uh, so Birmingham had a, a, a couple... I think women right from the get-go, Abby Lee and uh, Patsy Tidwell, who cut records, but I haven't found any bio, biographical information on them and no pictures, so they're not included. But, mm. but women were into rockabilly right from the get-go. We'll hear more from local artist and Birmingham history music aficionado Craig Legg in just a moment. But right now, we're going to hear a song from Patsy Tidwell from somewhere around 1960. It's called Sit and rock and roll blues. I want to remind you that Craig does have a wonderful installation right now with paintings of many of the the big figures in Birmingham rock and roll history that is on display over at East Village Arts at 7611 First Avenue North. In the meantime, more music and then back to the conversation with Craig. But right now, it's Sit and Rock and Roll Blues from Patsy Tidwell and this is Local Mash. <laughs>
What a voice. That's Patsy Tidwell here on Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. It's called Sit and Rock and Roll Blues. I'm Daniel Long, and now we're going to get back to our conversation with Birmingham artist and music aficionado Craig Legg. And rather than take uh, the approach you said, like a Hall of Fame, which is sort of a Seems like it's meant to be kind of a comprehensive thing. You've got this sort of trading card approach that you've taken before with the series of paintings where you can constantly add to. And um, and you said you've included not only the musicians and writers, but infrastructure folks, like we were talking about Mr. Boutwell, who just recently passed, uh, right. Ed Boutwell. But, but all of the other... This is what's interesting to me, too, in a lot of different ways, is being a musician, but also being involved in the other side of wanting to promote and highlight you know original talent in this area what does it take what all else has to happen besides somebody with a killer song and a great style and delivery you know you've got a bunch of those people included here too can you talk a little bit about some of those folks the highlights Right. Like I say, uh, you know, Baker Knight and Bobby Mizell and them, they had to leave town because we didn't have the infrastructure. And by infrastructure, I mean everything from venues, concert promoters, radio stations, radio DJs, record store people, recording studio people. And we had some of them, especially radios. Radio was really good. I grew up in, listening to AM radio in the late 50s early 60s and the stations did a really good job uh so we had the radio you know uh and especially uh good were two stations wvok and wsgn wvok was mainly country but they had this very unique concert series called the shower of stars which is iconic in the history of birmingham radio because they started out just doing country it was the dixie jamboree but then when rock and roll hit they started mixing in rock and roll with that and then when the british invasion hit in the 63 and 64 they started mixing in people like the dave clark five and the animals so you could see Jerry Lee Lewis and Roy Clark on the same bill as as Dave Clark Five. Um, so it's a great, great series, and a lot of people of a certain age grew up here going to those things. And uh, it's one thing that's u- real unique to Birmingham and uh, and Montgomery because WVOK had a sister station down in uh, Montgomery, so they did shows down there too. But it's one thing we had. Austin didn't have it. Athens didn't have it. Nashville didn't have it. So that's one thing we had that was really um, that you know really helped grow the, grow the uh, scene, so to speak. Media promotion and live events being oh yeah, pulled, radio pulled people off. know about promotion. Yeah. They know how to promo it. Yeah, it's artist Craig Legg talking a little bit about the vibrant live music history in Birmingham and the importance of radio and promotion. And to follow that up, we've got one recorded live, I believe, at the Inslee Armory from the premieres, and this is called "Are You All Right?" Here on Local Mash. Y'all be sure to say, well, yeah, now.
a little bit of live music energy here on Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio from the premieres, from one of those old Armory shows, which really continued, I believe, up through the, the late 90s, maybe into the early 2000s. But those Armory shows sort of integral to the the Birmingham music community scene, what have you. Our guest tonight is Craig Legg, author, artist, Birmingham history music aficionado, and he has a really, really wonderful installation with over 300 paintings over at East Village Arts uh, in Birmingham, East Lake, Birmingham area, and um, you should go check it out. It'll be up through the end of this month, through the end of March, and then who knows, maybe, uh, maybe it'll get to make its way around so other people can enjoy it, or we'll end up finding a place for it to sort of have a, a permanent home. We'll see what happens with all that, but that's some great, great live energy from the premieres in the song called Are You All Right? Now back to our conversation with Craig. If you had to pick a couple of folks that you didn't really know as much about until you got into this that stand out, do you, or does anything come to mind? Well, um, there are a lot of them. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about Wayne Perkins when I started this, but I learned a lot more about him. Uh, and he's another guy, a, a major, major guitar player who was once considered for the Rolling Stones. Hmm. Uh, and he, he took Dwayne Allman's place up in uh, Muscle Shows when Dwayne formed the Allman Brothers. So he's huge. And uh, he's, don't tell anybody, but he's supposed to come down here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> anyway, so I learned more about him. Uh, Buddy Cosby, a great singer out of the 70s um, that I wasn't familiar with, had a band called uh, Days of the Week. And I think it was in Warm. Warm had a great guitar player, Ray Honia, who is not well known, who was, uh, who was considered as a replacement for Dwayne Allman when Dwayne died, but Ray didn't want to uh, travel. And uh, then he died tragically in a car accident himself. So a lot of people have never heard of him. So I learned more about him. So there, there's any number of people like that. You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. I'm Daniel Long, and I hope that you are enjoying the stroll down the halls of Birmingham rock and roll history with artist Craig Legg. He has a fantastic exhibit up, which I've mentioned several times, and I'm going to keep mentioning it because you got to go over to East Village Arts, 7611 First Avenue North, to catch his series of paintings of Birmingham rock and roll history. Um, but again, we're going to hear some more music. We're going to hear one from the Rolling Stones from Black and Blues, 1975, featuring Wayne Perkins on the lead guitar. And you're listening to Local Mash.
You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. I'm Daniel Long, and that was Hand of Fate from the Rolling Stones' 1975 album Black and Blue featuring Wayne Perkins from right here in Birmingham, Alabama on the lead guitar. We're talking to Craig Legg tonight, artist, writer, history buff, many, 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 many hats this man wears. But I have so enjoyed... uh, learning so much more about the history of Birmingham music, especially rock and roll. Here's more conversation with Craig. You just, you can keep following the, keep following. there's so much, there's such a rich history, I guess is what I'm getting at from Birmingham. It, Alabama. There yeah. is, there is. And, and the book I mentioned to you off the air, Magic City Nights, there oh, has yes. been a book written about the history of Birmingham rock and roll. Uh, brings that out. Uh, so I forgot my train of thought. But uh, the author's name again? Uh, Professor Andre Millard, who's a prof down at UAB, right here. UAB. Was started off as an oral history project conceived by Aaron Beam, and uh, they just sat down, got in touch with a lot of the old rockers from the first Birmingham bands. And of people like Rick Carter of Telluride and anybody who wanted to talk, even all up into the uh, punk era with Chris Hendricks and Tim Boykin and them. And they just sat everybody down in front of tape recorders and got their stories. And uh, then Professor Millard got his students to help transcribe the tapes and um, a book came out, out of it. So uh, we have the chronology written down. The book doesn't have any photos or images, so that's where I came in and, and had to go online and Google everybody uh, to get a pick. Uh, but I found, you know, this is a good adjunct to the book because uh, even if you've read the book, you didn't know what these people looked like. And so uh, now right. I know what they look like and uh, the viewer can know what they look like. So if you're interested in the history of music in Birmingham, you need to grab a copy of that book and definitely come down here and check out the installation. I mean, there's a bunch of other wonderful music art in here, too, from other other folks as well right here at East Village. Yeah. Right. LaDonna Smith is a, a great violinist, and uh, she has... Uh, made art out of her old violins. She has a studio here, and she also has sculpture. And uh, right now we have some Davy Williams art because we're gearing up for a big Davy Williams guitar festival in a couple of weeks. So, uh, and, and we've started out as an art joint, but we actually have more musical kind of consciousness right now we have a group in here that teaches music to gives free music lessons to kids on saturday morning and and that's uh go all in line with the great history of music education in the schools that comes along with the birmingham jazz uh so um we have a a number of things going on yeah East Village Arts, you got to check it out. 7611 First Avenue North. Downtown Eastlake. Downtown Eastlake. It's not too far from where I am. And you said you also are taking submissions for suggestions for maybe additions to the to the collection that you've created already. Yeah, because it's just turned into a beast, you know. I, I can barely enjoy it because there... If I did 300, <laughs> there's probably 3,000 players over the 70-year history that deserve mention. 
So uh, I may spend another year and do 300 more, but I have a suggestion box so people can drop a, a card in with the name of a, someone that they would like to see painted, a band or a venue or something that I've missed. And uh, over the next, may take me a year, but uh, I'm gonna, I'll get them in here. I have to have a pick, though. That's one thing of the omissions. There are a lot of people from the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s who I could not find a picture of. Uh, so uh, that's I have to be able to have a pick of them. Can't just make this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did do a little of that. And some of the – you can see in the 70s section – uh, I couldn't find a pick and except for a cheesy promo pick, which I don't like. So I started casting them in with the backup of iconic um, record album covers. Like Smith Perkins Smith is cast up there as Crosby Stills nice. Nash. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a Beatles uh, type band here called Revolver, so they're up there it, looking like out of the Revolver album. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was a jazz rock group called Backwater, so they're up there looking like the characters in the first Jethro Tull album. <laughs> so I did make some stuff up. I played it pretty straight most of the way through, but sometimes I have to have a little fun. What was the impetus for going d digging in with this what i mean was there something that was it something you'd been thinking about a long time and kind of putting off or was there a spark that really just was the timing just right for you to get into this all of the above you know i'm a history buff and and i had have done a couple other of these uh or or i've studied i'm mean, really into local history so i've studied the local history. I've written a manuscript about the history of poetry and literature in Birmingham. And then I did a trading card series on the history of visual artists in Birmingham. So this was right along in line with that. Wow. But I really got inspired by the, uh, by the book. You know, people ask me a lot, where do you get your ideas in an artist? And the answer is easy. I get them from books.
Walk the tells no time some cigarettes, that's all my company. It is now the sundown time, but there are no ties to bind. I'm infallible and I shall never fall from behind my wall. Solid gold remains to fight what I feel is unjustified And I hear love can conquer all, though I love no one at all I'm a staunch supporter of conformity outside my wall You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio, and that's two more from a veritable sea of hits from Alabama rock and roll music history, two from the distortions called Smokestack Lightning and Behind My Wall. We're talking with artist Craig Legg, who has an installation over at East Village Arts um, on the, I guess, a pictorial history of Birmingham rock and roll music. So get over there and check that out. And we're going to wrap up our conversation with him in just a minute here and play you out with some more music. But thanks for tuning in. And remember to check out Local Mash online. Find us, connect with us on social media. It's Local Mash BMR on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, it's just old Local Mash. We have a podcast series up. You can hear more extensive interviews with some of our current artists and uh, musicians from here in the Magic City and all over the state of Alabama. I want to remind you one more time that our show is made possible in part due to the wonderful people at Church Street Coffee and Books. Crestline Village is where that's at. Go to Church Street or the devil will get you. And also, Boutwell Recording Studios. Boutwell Studios, creative audio and production. And just so happens that last band, The Distortions, is one of many, many that uh, cut 45s with Ed Boutwell at Boutwell Recording Studios. So big thanks to them, and, and they're a huge part of that Birmingham music history, and we are proud to have them as sponsors and partners. Um, yep. We're going to get back on into our conversation with Craig now. The visual art series, the visual artist series, I'd love to see that too. Well, it's boxed, it's boxed, boxed up, up. In, my, <laughs> in my living room. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's the... Is there, are there future plans for, for that installation or for, for this one to to move around and for people to be able to enjoy them that can't make it where you are, you know, sort of thing. There's, there's not a plan for that. Although, uh, the, um, 
the one about the visual artist, the requirement was you had to be dead because that was a uh, that was a Day of the Dead project. I've been with Day of the Dead for years and years, and so I'm threatening to show it at uh, at Day of the Dead some year, so it may come back uh, for a Day of the Dead. But uh, during the COVID years, my project was world literature, so I have another series of 300 that will hope probably be the next one that I show because uh, it's never been seen. So, yeah, if you don't know about East Village Arts, you got to make sure you keep in touch with them, get connected with them, follow them on social media, and come down here in person and check out not only what's here now, but what will what, what be here in, in the weeks and months and years to come. So, Well, this will be up through March. Okay. And then it comes down. So don't know what's going to happen with it. They're not for sale individually. I want to keep them together. I would consider selling the whole collection to someone who wanted to start a Birmingham Rock Museum, which has been talked about over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a real problem getting those things started because nobody wants to donate their memorabilia until it gets up and running. But something like this could be a, like a seed starter project for something like that. So. Yes. Oh, it's a great idea. I have this fantasy of starting the Birmingham Rock Museum and just bringing in a bunch of boulders and <laughs> limestone and iron ore. <laughs> Placeholders. Rocks <laughs> Our guest tonight has been Craig Legg, artist and Birmingham history music aficionado. He has been taking us through and sharing some of the highlights from his his journey with this as he created visual representation for the, the greats in Birmingham rock and roll history. And it's just been a ball. It's been a blast. And we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes. Of course, we'll be back next Sunday from 7 to 9. We're here every week. Local MASH, Birmingham Rotten Radio's weekly local, regional, and original music showcase. Uh, 107.3 here on your dial and behemmountainradio.com and find us, Local Mash the Podcast, wherever you find your podcast. I'm going to get back to it in just a minute. Here's one more from the Ramblers, and this one is called 100 Miles Away, and you're listening to Local Mash.
You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mount Radio. I'm Daniel Long, and that was another one from the golden era of Birmingham rock and roll history. The Ramblers with 100 miles away. Now back to our conversation with Craig Legg. Well, you know, one thing that, or two things I've learned myself that I didn't know when I conceived of it is, uh, like we were talking about off air, the, the chronology is the same. So any city of similar size could have something, an exhibit real similar because the chronology is the same. Rockabilly, first electric guitar bands, hippie years, singer-songwriter, country rock, uh, new wave, punk, alt, and then whatever has happened since 2000. So the chronology is the same. It's just the players are going to be different. So someone could do this in Mobile, Atlanta, Austin, Athens, anywhere. So that's one thing. And the second thing I learned is, and that I think is important, is people can be real proud of, of the history of Birmingham rock, it, even though it may or may not impress somebody in L.A. or, or New York. The people from here can be real proud. The, the, original, the old people, first band people, went through, they had to battle incredible odds. Everything was against them. This was the city of, we grew up in Bull Connors Cops, and then the long hairs were persecuted, you know, and arrested for driving with long hair. And so those struggles of the 60s and 70s, and there was no music scene back then. They had the music scene as we know it with the clubs didn't start until the 70s because in the 60s, all those players were teenagers. Right. And all they, they had was the armory shows and, and then, uh, you know, lead outs and school hops and stuff like that. So it, it covers the whole growth of the, the music scene. So those people can be real proud. They were the pioneers. And then the new peoples, new being anything from 1990, especially 2000, can be real proud because they've kicked butt. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the scene was just kicking on all cylinders and in, in, in until COVID. And I'm, I expect it to just pick right up, you know, which it seems to have. Uh, and, uh, you know, your station has been of utmost importance. You go back to uh, infrastructure. I've never seen a station uh, promote the scene like uh, Birmingham Mountain Radio. So the new people can be real proud, too. And, uh, you know, let's face it, it's, it's our history. It's what we got. Tim Kerr has that um, mural down in Avondale, Know Your History. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And now that's great sort of tie into the firehouse and what's happening since they've been there as far as also education, DIY shows to give bands that are trying to break out of the garage right to push them in the you know in the direction they need to go but that's what it takes you know and and cities have found uh that a thriving music scene is good for the whole city it clinks the cash registers it brings people to town uh it's just good all around so you know it's something that should be supported by city council people and the mayor and all that it's it's just good for the city i'm always amazed at the diversity of different types of music that have come out of birmingham and how this like other than that too that how how emulated sounds from the south have been in 
so many different places in the world, you know. Well, that's right. And uh, that's something we don't really realize sometimes when we're here. I can point to two examples. There's a disc jockey from Chicago who was so impressed with what he heard from down here, he put out an album called The Sound of Birmingham. And it's mainly black artists from the 70s and 80s. Uh, but he was so impressed with what he was hearing from uh, the Neil Hemphill Studios. There's this one studio that, you know, cranked them all out. So he was he started calling it the sound of Birmingham. And then also uh, in my reading, I've come across a number of people, a lot of a lot of Birmingham people ended up in Detroit working in the car industry, especially black people like the uh, the uh, people grandfather or something of, of Diana Ross and Hank Ballard. Both of them have ties to Birmingham and even and I think one I think Ballard was born here but they left and went up there and then they would come back in the uh, summers to visit their uh, grandparents and 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 the, so the Birmingham sound kind of worked itself into Motown to where some of the Motown musicians were just calling Detroit Birmingham North <laughs> uh, so and then and then of course we did produce three of the temptations so uh, there is some validity to that um, so there's there's you know there's a lot of good history here and it's still being made uh, you know for years and years people have Wondered when is when are we going to have a Birmingham band that breaks it, you know, that breaks nationally and defines the scene like REM, and we've never really had that, and I, I don't really think we need that anymore. Um, Those are flashes in the pan. The consistency is what amazes me when just consistently you got good, interesting, creative, again diverse sounds coming out over time you know right uh, well i'm i'm one thing i'm excited about is that we've got a lot of bands that i was able to see when i was younger that now i'm getting to be of a certain age and they're still around and for, for instance model citizens get playing some shows and i started seeing them 25 years ago now it's funny to say it but um now they're jumping back in and yeah, playing I, some of those same songs, writing new songs. Yeah, I saw a flyer the other day with their name on it. Yeah, uh, and they're not the only one, but they're just—they've got some exciting things going on. It's—it's—it's it's, it's nice to see. Well, I guess it's about time to wrap it up. I really appreciate you being so generous with your time and your expertise and your knowledge and your investment in what you know has been the history of Birmingham music. Thanks for. Well, and I will uh, say one last thing that I'm not a professional historian. I'm just, I'm an amateur and I learned this stuff on my own and it's incomplete and anybody can learn it and everybody should learn it. So, uh, you know, and we have the one book to, uh, to go to and then the way history works is if someone's not happy with that book well they can write their own and uh there and ever since i've been here uh with this show i've heard of a couple other projects being spawned 
Uh, you know, I mentioned our interest in uh, the history of women in rock and roll. So that's another side interest that needs to be researched and uh, written up. So there's there's still a lot more history to uh, write up mm-hmm. or to paint. Mm-hmm. I need help painting some of these pictures. You know, if someone wants to come down here and help me paint, you know, I may do a little workshop and uh, or or. A lot of times I'll sit down here, I'll be by myself, and, uh, you know, I'll bring my paints and continue painting because, you know, we got 3,000 more to paint. Well, I'd, I'd be interested in that. And well, at least the gauntlet's been thrown down that we do have resources <laughs> we can get to if we want to know this stuff, and you really should. You know, it's 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 something to hear about Muscle Shoals and all the connections there, but that stuff trickles and grows from seeds from all over and i get just as excited about what we have here if not more so i feel like probably more so i'm a bigger fan of local original music and people ask me what i'm listening to i don't really know a lot about what's going on globally sometimes but i'm learning more all the time about what is going on here and that's what it's just where i am i guess and what excites me so it's nice to be able to share that I know right. you have that same love, and so it's nice to be here in the presence of somebody that that, yeah, that appreciates it. Yeah, I want to know what it. the locals are doing. Yeah. That about wraps it up for our conversation with Craig Legg. If you want to know what the locals are doing, keep it tuned right here every Sunday from 7 to 9. Here's one more to play out from Model Citizen. It's Empty Room, and this is Local Mash. You can do it if you like. But will you look at me when it's time? Give me a count, Mike.
You're listening to Local Mash, brought to you by Birmingham Mountain Radio.